Let us bow our heads. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, again, thank you for this great opportunity. We love you so much and we appreciate you so much. You've been so amazing to us. Uh, and so we can't thank you enough. And so we appreciate you always providing. We thank you for always healing. We thank you for always delivering. We thank you, Lord, that you promised to never leave us. And you've always been there in our darkest hours. You've been there. And so we appreciate that. So thank you. Uh, thank you most of all for the Holy Spirit that you've given us. Uh, you departed inside of us uh, so we can know the truth. And the truth will set us free. And it will give us power over the enemy. So thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I want to say uh, uh, thank you all so very much uh, for last week. Uh, I uh, shouted your praise. I gave the testimony uh, of you guys over and over and over uh, while I was down in Chicago. As every pastor I talked to, uh, I told them about my church and, uh, and how proud I am of my church. And uh, I had came to you guys and talked to you guys about the offering. We had a snow day. And uh, you guys responded in such a powerful way. Uh, it was almost breathtaking. Uh, so I just want to thank you all so much. And I appreciate uh, you guys supporting the ministry because we can't do what we do without you. Uh, and it's just the God in you that matters. Uh, it has nothing to do with me. It's God really working through you. But I want to uh, be kind of brief uh, uh, because I know a lot of you guys will want to see the game, but the game don't start at 6 o'clock, so I got at least a, uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, your attitude matters. Everybody said, my attitude, my attitude matters. So the way I think, the way I behave, the way I move uh, has everything to do with my attitude. Your attitude will dictate your altitude. Uh, your attitude will determine where you go in life. Uh, it doesn't matter how brilliant you are. It doesn't matter how smart you are. Uh, what matters is your attitude. Um, your attitude can drive people towards you or away from you. Um, and it's important. And God knew that, so he was trying to do an uh, attitude adjustment, Terrio. So he gave you the Holy Spirit uh, so it can adjust your attitude, right? Because some of us were born in situations where our attitude was so bad, all we heard uh, was bad stuff. All we heard was certain things, and we, those things got downloaded into our system, and it became part of our attitude. So we walk around, I was in, 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 um, and, and we act a certain way, and he said, well, I just how I am. I was watching the LSU uh, South Carolina game, and I'm a big, 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 big South Carolina fan, and I like LSU. Uh, so I was kind of rooting for South Carolina because I love Don Staley. But um, uh, the, the, the point guard uh, for, uh, well, the shooting guard for LSU got on the microphone, and they got a young girl that's a freshman that plays with it, and she got a, a pro body, uh, but she has, she's a teddy bear. The girl said, she has a teddy bear. She said, man, she has to get, if we're going to win a national championship, she has to have an attitude adjustment. She has to get tougher. She has to think different. She has to get meaner um, because she's just too soft and too nice. Um, and if you know anything about uh, Angel Reese, uh, she will post her mama up. She don't care, right? <laughs> but, you know, after the, when she get off the court, she's a, a wonderful, loving young lady. But on the basketball court, she's tough, so she has an attitude adjustment, right? So I want you to think about your attitude. I want you to think about 
or you. I want to think about your relationship with God. I want to think about, I want you to think about uh, uh, how do I think about God? How do I think and what do I think about God? What is my attitude towards God? What is my attitude toward Jesus? What is my attitude? Right? When it comes to my, not my girlfriend, not my mama, not my brother, but what is my relationship and my attitude toward my Lord and Savior? Right? Uh, it's me and him. It's one-on-one. Uh, I can talk to him in the midnight hour, early in the morning, doing lunch, on my break, driving down the highway, and I have a relationship with him. What is your attitude like when you're with him? Because the attitude that you have with him is really the attitude that he wants you to exhibit when you're out in the public Amen. and when you're in with people. This is often when we're in our prayer uh, life, we, we, we ain't talking crazy to God in our prayer life. Uh, we have a different attitude. We, we may ask him to do some things. We're a little more gentle and, and we're a little more sincere and our devotion is solid because uh, we want him to do something for us, right? Uh, so we want him to walk with us. But he says, listen, uh, I want to have a conversation with you, and I want you to know that you're so important to me. Now, this is Jesus. You're so important to me that my father uh, is going to do something when I leave that's going to change your life and your attitude forever. He's going to, uh, I know you don't want me to go, and I know you're sad. He talks to his disciple. He says, but I'm going. my daddy is going to send you uh, the Holy Spirit. He said, and he's going to give you the Holy Spirit uh, one, because he want to redeem you back to him. He wants you back to him, but he also wants you to reflect him in your everyday life. He, he wants people to see him in your life. And so your attitude determines, man, how people see God. Right? Your attitude determines how people see God. Because when they see you, they see God. So when we say the Holy Spirit is inside of us and we clown him, and they say, is that what God looked like? So the people who don't know God, they want to, man, I don't even want to have nothing to do with him if he act like that. You can't sing your way through it. You can't shout your way through it. You can't tongue your way through it, right? You can't do none of that because uh, uh, people are watching your life. And the Bible said we are living epistles being read of men. So, so people are watching your life. And here's a crazy thing. You got a pen uh, that's, that is writing and the ink never runs out. And you write and the, and the letters are so big, they're so big, Josh, that everybody can read them. So everybody see you, man, they see what you look like and what you talk like and what you act like. Now, you may say other things, but you really write your story as you move and as you interact with other people. So you become a living epistle, being read of men, right? And, and you say, well, I love the Lord. They say, dude, they really love the Lord? So why do they keep on begging? And why do they keep on talking about, I should all wish and if God is their father, he's in charge of everything. Why don't they love like they're supposed to love? What's, what's going on with that? Why, why do they think? Because they got some privilege, they better than somebody else. When privilege was really given to you to use to be a blessing for somebody else. He said, they had my, the attitude that I want them to have, uh, 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 the world would be a much better place. Uh, he said, don't talk about it, be about it. Don't shout about it, be about it. You know, don't, don't fake it. You know, um, he needs you to be Jesus with skin on it. 
Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and then glorify your Father which is in heaven. Because they see your bad works, they ain't glorify God. You know, you say, well, you know, I'm human. No, 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 no. Put that in the God, see of forgiveness to remember no more. Don't give me that human garbage because the Holy Spirit came into your life and rebirthed you. And the spirit in you is greater than anything else. He's, that's why he told you greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And the reason why he said this is because every single time that devil thinks he got you, I let you know to let him know that you don't. That my father gave me the power to make another choice. So you can tell Satan, get behind me, Satan. You demon, right? And so... And, 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 and so, but you got to make sure that your life is a living epistle uh, being read by men so they can really. Now, listen, I believe with all my heart, and I, I'm talking from experience. When you let your light shine, right, and, and then you connect it with somebody else, the room becomes so much brighter. But what we find out with people who call themselves believers, instead of me hooking my candle to yours, I try to put yours out so mine can shine brighter. Because I shout better than you. I, I, I'm a better leader than you. I'm a better Sunday school teacher than you. I'm a better uh, ministry leader than you. Because uh, I want to show you how bright my... You don't realize when you put somebody else's light out, the room get dimmer. It don't get brighter. So, so, so you need to check your uh, attitude and, and, and see what your attitude says, right? And you don't get a pass, right, because you're in a hostile environment. You don't get a pass because you're in a hostile environment. You don't, you don't get a pass. Uh, a point guard don't get a pass because she playing in the game and is on the line. It's a district championship and is on the line. She don't get a pass. She don't get to cuss and cuss somebody out and elbow and cheap shot a girl because it's the battle. You know, this is how it is on the court. Now, G said, listen, you are representing me where Ever you go. He said, you can always play fair and be good. Because I gave you the gift. Right? So you can always, I don't care what your boss doing. I don't care what your brother's doing. I don't care what your mama doing. I don't care what you You can always live right. You know, but you don't understand. They made me, they, they had no power of you. You chose to do what you wanted to do. And you just wanted to blame us on somebody else so uh, they can get the blame when it's really you. But you're not fooling nobody. Some people just won't tell you, say, you ought to stop it, girl. You know it's you. Man, you ought to stop it. Just quit lying. You know it's you. You know, I know you're jealous. You just won't say it. When you're talking about they're no good and they can't do this yet. But, so let me get through this thing so we can get out of here so Samuel will come back again. All right, now. So here's the key. This is for everybody. All right, I'm going to give you something that's going to be powerful, man, that's life-changing, Dale. Uh, everybody say repentance. Repentance. Repentance is the first step on the path to redemption. So the first thing we have to do, it, ain't got, it has nothing to do with anybody else. It has everything to do with you. So I've made mistakes in my life. I've done some things that's absolutely wrong, and I know it's wrong. Now, but I have the ability and the mind to make a decision to never do it again. You have the power to repent. So God gave us a gift. I say sometimes it's greater than the Holy Spirit. 
the gift of repentance, man, removes a burden off of you, man, because you know what I did. I'm not going to do it no more, and I told God I'm sorry, and I'm never going to do it again, and give me another shot at this thing and watch what I do with it. And I'm never going to do it again, and, and, but I have the power to make that decision. right? So now you may not accept my repentance, uh, but he did. Right? And so that's the first step into getting in relationship and getting the power of God working in your life. If you mess up and you don't repent, don't you think you can smooth over top of it? Don't you? Don't, it's like a person who do something, think they get it, and all of a sudden the pressure comes and whatever's on the inside come on the outside. Right? Don't, don't try to smooth over it. If I did something wrong, Brother Kose, Brother Kose, 75. He looks like he's 25, but he's 75. Brother Kose, boy, you're all right with me. Happy birthday, man. I missed it. I saw it on the Facebook, right? Now, here's the thing. If, yeah, I'm crazy, man. I know y'all. Pray, 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 pray for me. Pray for me. That's my guy, man. That's my guy, right? Now, here's the thing. Repentance is the game changer because repentance empowers you and it connects you to the power source, right? So once I, I don't care what you say. Once I repent, I'm in there with God. All right, so now I'm in a different place. Everybody said different place. Now the game change, right? Uh, now, so let me move on so you can get out of here. Now listen, um, Jesus said repent, not repeat. Some of you guys, you know, you, you understand. Like, it's like I, uh, my pastor from Holy Trinity, Bishop Wells, uh, uh, he's passed away now. He said when he was young, uh, they wouldn't let him play marbles because his dad said it was a sin. The Bible said marble not. But, but he was saying marvel not, right? Uh, so maybe you guys thought he said uh, 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 not repeat. No, he said don't repent, right? Now, uh, this is important, right? He says, uh, uh, Jesus said what? Repent, not what? Repeat. He don't want you to repeat it. He wants you to do what? He don't want you to do it again. He wants you to not do it again. I, I, listen, he want to overpower that demonic sin nature of yours. So he said, and I may have said it wrong earlier, for, for those who scholars like, like, like Camilla, Camilla said, you know you said that wrong. I know I said it wrong, but I'm going to get it right. I got it right. I got it right, Tiffany, right? So he don't want you to repeat anything. He wants you to repent from it. Everybody say repent. Everybody stand up. Everybody stand up. Everybody. If you, even if you can't stand up, stand up. Turn around. Turn around. And stop. That's what it is. It's look back there. Now turn back around. Oh, it's over, y'all. Y'all left it back there now. See, we turn that thing around. We turn around, and we go. Hey, listen, it's over. Y'all can sit down. It's over. Hey, that thing is in the sea of forgiveness. Now, it's back there. I'm not looking back there no more. It's over. It's over. Now, so here's what Peter said. Here's what Peter said. So get rid of all evil behavior. Right? Be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all, oh, this is going to give some of you, all, everybody say all, all. unkind speech, right? Things that you, that check your language. He said, listen, because what you're doing, you repent, and now what you're trying to do is you're starting to sanctify your life. 
I know you guys haven't heard that a lot. It's called sanctification. I mean, uh, the old folks used to say in the Pentecostal church, you need to sanctify your life. Get baptized with the Holy Spirit. Sanctify your life and then get baptized. He says, quit doing what you used to do. Stop doing. But sanctification, what it says is, I'm setting my life apart. I repented. Now I'm setting my life apart. And I'm not what I used to be. All right, because I'm not that no more. Some people call me stew man, but I'm not stew man no more. Now, I don't get mad with somebody. Some people say, hey, Reverend stew man. They put a Reverend on the front of it. I don't get offended. I don't get offended till I find somebody who's trying to be sarcastic. You know, then I kind of snap. So I have some, sometimes I have a pastor, I say Reverend stew man, and I don't say nothing. I said, because they know better. Right? So I get the underlying message. You saying one thing, I'm like, you wrote that story. I read that one. Right? Now, so it's important. So you got to watch your speech. Everybody said, watch your speech. Watch your deceit. Now, this is a good time right now. I know y'all don't like to hear this here, but quit. Don't you cheat on your taxes. Not now. Don't cheat. Don't cheat. I know it's hard. Don't claim them babies. It's not yours. Don't, not today. Not today. Not today. <laughs> Don't claim it today. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right? Now, so, and a hypocrite is don't be a play actor. Right? Don't put on a mask. What they used to do, they used to put on masks, right, and then they play another part. And it was only to take it off. So don't put on a mask and act like you're a Christian or follow Christ when you're not. Jesus, you don't need a mask on. Just be you. He's because I rebirth you. I reborn you. Right? He says, so if you, you need to repent and get rid of hypocrisy, lying, stealing, cheating, whoremongering, all this kind of stuff. I know some of you all, that stuff, that's, them demons so deep, you like, Pastor, you're talking crazy. I'm telling you, you got to get them out of you. Because they will destroy your life. The mission is to destroy you. That's the purpose. So Jesus is trying to help us out. Now, uh, over in Mark uh, chapter 2, he says this. Healthy people, Jesus was talking to his disciples, and they, you know how they're tripping, so he wanted to talk to him for a second. He says, healthy people don't need a doctor because they start to complain about him hanging out with the sinners and all that. Now, listen to me, all right? But he had a mission to get them to repent. He, he knew what he's doing. He said, but I didn't come for them. He said, sick people do. They need a doctor. He said, I'm their doctor, all right? He said, I'm with, I know some of you all are sick. He said, but I'm your doctor. I'm your doctor in the sick room. Right? And then he says this here. He says, I have come to call not those who, ooh, this got me right here, think they are righteous. They just think they're righteous. You know, some people, they think they're righteous. He says, but those who know they are sinners. He said, what he really saying, I want you to own, own the stuff that's in your life that's no good. Own it and repent from you. If you don't own it, you won't repent from it. You won't own it. Uh, I was talking to Karen, and we were talking about privilege and all that. He said, people got to own it first. If they don't own it, they'll never, ever change from it. The world won't never change because people won't own what happened. Right? And that's the doctrine of discovery and all this stuff. You got to own it. This stuff really happened before you change. But you can't smother over it because we're the church. All right? I got I to get going. Oh, yeah, I got 10 minutes. That's enough. I promise you. Here we go. Now. Here's what I want to get to, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. And I want to tell you this story about my cousin named Zacchaeus. He's a little bit of a short fellow. He's a little taller than Dr. Abbey Just a little tall. 
Now, so this story is a very, very powerful story. And I'm going to tell it from my imagination, right? And, and I want you guys to get it because it's going to change your life, right? Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. So what the Romans would do, right, they would take a Jew and make him the tax collector, and they would go and they would get taxes from the rest of the Jews. But what the tax collectors would do, why they called them sinners and they hate them so much, because they just not wouldn't just take the taxes from the Romans, for the Romans, they would also take a little bit and pocket it. So they got very wealthy on the backs of the people, and the people weren't stupid. They were mad because they knew they was cheating, but they couldn't do nothing about it. And they was angry and mad about it. And the ones were set up by the lake, man, the people would fish, and then they would take more than they should be taking. And the people were mad because they had to feed their family, right? But the enemy don't care, right? Now, everybody said repentance. Now, here Jesus is coming to town, and Zacchaeus, right, knowing he's a crook, Right? But God was working in his heart all alone. Now, I, might be, I may have some Zacchaeus out there. I want you to hear me. Right? Now, this is important. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he couldn't. Right? Because he was too short. So what he did, uh, he ran ahead. Right? I'm, I'm going to cut across because I only got about eight minutes. Right? So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore tree. Now watch this here. He climbed a sycamore tree beside the road for Jesus. Watch this here. So he could see Jesus passing by. Now here's a sinner who ain't got nothing to do with salvation. But he has an encounter with Jesus in the spirit. It was a spiritual encounter because God affected his mind without touching his body. So God, now maybe God is trying to tell you something. Maybe you've been playing with God in all his resources. Because that kid was very rich. And God said, man, I bless you to make $80,000 a year. I bless you to make $100,000 a year. I bless you to have a beautiful home, nice cars, and you tipping me. Right? Now, now watch this here. So when, Z when Jesus came by, he looked up and he saw Zacchaeus. Now, this, watch the power of God. And he called him by name. Right? He said, Zacchaeus. All right? Quick, come down. Watch this here. I must be a guest in your house. Now, listen here. So God told Zacchaeus, I know you're a sinner. And he told all the people around, y'all know you're a sinner. But God says, I need to have an encounter with him. I, 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 I. Uh, now, remember, all the religious people who save and sanctify the Holy Ghost field, they like, I don't understand why he talking to the dope boy. You know, I don't know why you're the girl on the pole. All right, well, why, you, they know she's a sinner. Look at she come here dressed like that. And you know what they do, right? But you don't know what God is doing in the life of somebody. So, so here's what Jesus says. Jesus says, God, God put me on an assignment. And the assignment was to go to your house. Now, they didn't deal with these people, right, because they were crooks, right? And then here's what he says. But I have this complaint against you. You don't have love for me 
Oh, I jumped to Revelation too fast. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to go to Revelation. That's the end. That's good at the end. Woo. That revelation is going to be good. Make sure I bring it in. Right? So Zacchaeus quickly came down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. Now, he, he excited because now we, I heard about him. Now he's coming to my house. Right? And he's rich. Right? But the people were what? People mad because Jesus was hanging out with Zacchaeus. Right? Uh, this is what he said. But the people were displeased. He has gone to be a guest at a sinner's house. Not just a sinner, a notorious sinner. So they was grumbling like some of us. Why in the world would he let him be on the ministry team? Why you let them lead the ministry? You, you, do you know what they do at home? You, pastor need to follow them home. <laughs> if he only knew. What if I follow you home? <laughs> All right, let's move on, let's move on, let's move on to the next thing, right? Now, meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I, now this, this is what I want to get to. I got five minutes. I promise you, Samuel, I'm going to get you out here at 12, 15 today. This is good. This is life-changing. Meanwhile, everybody say meanwhile. meanwhile. Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, watch this, here. he's been robbing people, yes. taking from people. Just by being in the presence of Jesus and recognizing the power of Jesus in his presence, he says, I would give half my wealth to the poor. Right? Lord, and if I cheat people on their taxes, I would give them back four times as much. Now, this is a little sidebar. Because y'all know I don't talk about money. Right? What if you know you ain't been given like you're supposed to be given? Would you say, okay, God, I'm going to give back four times what I'm supposed to be given because I've been cheating? Now, listen. Now, for the people who ain't in the ministry, don't rebuke me. I'm just talking to my people who, who have the same philosophy I have. Right? If you know that you have and you love the ministry and you love the Lord and you know we're doing what we're doing, why on God's green earth will you give $10, right, when you got a $20,000 settlement? Right. Uh, why, would, why would you give such a small amount when you know God has blessed you to give you more than you ever had in your life? And you said, God, open up the windows of heaven and pull me out of blessing. They gave you a $3 raise, and then you cut back. Now, I'm telling you what people do. They, they pay their tithe and offering when it's $100. They said, God, bless me. He give them $10,000, then they go backwards and give $50. Right? They said, I got to give less because that's too much to give, even though he bless you even the more. So he was telling his kids, listen. Now, he didn't, have to, he didn't ask Zacchaeus to do nothing. Zacchaeus said, the power of God told him to do that. The power of God worked in his life. Now, don't listen to nobody else. Don't listen to other people talking. They doing all this kind of stuff. Don't listen to that book. This is about you and your relationship with God. You know, don't let nobody tell you, don't you let the church get your money and all that. Don't you listen to them fools because they borrow money from me.
I'm telling you what I ain't telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know, right? So they want to borrow, but they oh, but they come right to the church, right? Now, and you listen to them, and then you get warped, and you say, God, what if God said, okay, you clown, I'm going to strip it all. Now they shut your job down, now you don't have no money. Then you go back to again, Lord, if you bless me, I promise you. <laughs> they started all over again. <laughs> get this idea. But here's what happens to us. I'm just telling you all. Listen, we are one of the wealthiest churches, income-wise. You know, my friends over at Forest Park, you know, they offering is like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars a week. I was about four thousand five hundred. It sounds like a lot of money, right? That ain't no money, right? Four thousand dollars, no money, right? And I got more professionals almost in my church than they got in theirs. I don't have no poor black people. I ain't got no poor people over here on welfare begging. I got people with professional jobs. God is blessed. I don't have no dummies. I have people with doctor's degrees, master's degrees, bachelor's degrees, entrepreneurs. They lead companies. They lead. Listen, I don't have no garbage over here. I know what we got. Now, we don't lack for nothing because God always gives. So when you don't, he makes up. But I'm trying to show you what God, what God is trying to show us. So you need to repent. But if, you, if you're not, now, if whatever you're doing, if God told you to do that, don't you repent. Keep doing it. If he told you to get $5, you keep giving $5. Don't you repent. Don't you listen to me. Don't even repent if God told you that. You keep giving $2. Or I'm, not, I'm not joking. Keep giving $10. If that's what God told you, you keep giving it because that's what God told you. Don't do what I say. Do what God tell you to do. If he tell you don't tithe, don't you tithe a dime. If he said don't give, don't you give a dime. You do exactly what God tell you to do. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Y'all know I mean it, right? So now, Jesus responds, salvation, after Zacchaeus that came to his realization, he says, salvation has come to this home now. Right? He says, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham because of his faith in Jesus. He caught the vision. And understand, and God wasn't going to let him lack. He still was going to, he had his job. He just was cheating God. God says, listen, quit cheating people because when you cheat them, you're really cheating me. And then when he came to his realization, God says, man, this man, this is salvation has come to this man's house. If you want, you, you're playing with God. And he said, listen, man, salvation not even your house. And that's why some of you all are really, really, really struggling. Because you're not true with God. Now, I don't. I don't look at no. Camilla, stand up. I want you to say out loud. How many offerings do I look at? Zero. I don't know. Nobody give. So I ain't pointing my finger at nobody. I'm just trying to tell y'all how to be blessed. Now y'all think y'all think I got all this money, but I really don't make a lot of money, right? God just don't let me lack for nothing. So somebody that blessed me over here, they blessed me over here, and I just keep on getting blessed, right? And then I don't spend a lot, so I eat bologna, right? Now, so, is that work? So, then he says this, for the Son of Man has come to seek and save those who were what? You were lost when you weren't doing what you're supposed to be doing with God. I want you to reevaluate your life. Reevaluate, and now you, the devil got you lost, and you don't know who you are in God? God can bless you like you never 
been blessed before. You have more now than you ever had in your life. And the devil is tricking you. I want to challenge you to repent. Turn back and recommit and rededicate your life to God. Not in your giving of money, but in your giving to him. Recommit your life to him. Serve in ministries. Right? Find a ministry to serve in. Serve. If, it ain't, if it's not here, serve in the community. But give God's gift back to the people that God gave you to give to them. Amen. Okay, I got to close. I'm closing prayer. I'm shutting it down. Everybody stand to your feet. I'm going to close it. I ain't going to do no official closing. I'm going to get you out of here, y'all. I want to read this here because I went there and I, I got away. But I have this complaint. He was talking to Ephesus. I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you have fallen. Turn back to me and do the work you did at first, when you first got saved. What he's saying is, ain't got nothing to do with money. Turn back when you first got saved. And you love the Lord and you was on fire. We need you to get back there. Right? Get, get back to that point and start doing it and make it a passion. He said, if you don't repent, everybody say repent. repent. I will come and remove your lampstand. Oh, do you want God to remove his power from your life? Do you want God to remove his favor from your life? Because a lot of us got favor beyond our imagination. Amen. Let us bow our heads.